Hey guys, welcome back to Brentwood Barbell Radio. Today we're going to talk about a topic that a lot of people have either already encountered uh, if you've been exercising for some time or most certainly will or are highly likely to encounter at some point. We are talking specifically about low back pain and training. How's it going, Alex? It's going great. It's a fun topic. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it sucks for sure. Um, it's also something that almost every single human being is going to experience. Yep. Uh, gosh, we have these conversations all the time, and I, I think there's a few things we want to lay out in this conversation um, just to give, if you're listening, just to give you like kind of the right frame of mind or the right context. Uh, first, let's go ahead and say that it is completely and 100% normal to experience pain. Like uh, if you're a human being and you're doing things, hell, even if you're not doing things, pain is normal. Uh, It's a normal part of being a human being. It's a normal part of being alive. Now, it isn't necessarily normal to be in chronic pain or to be in a severe bout of pain for a prolonged period of time. But but the experience of having pain is normal, right? So sometimes folks will say, well, you know, um, my knee's like kind of nagging me a little bit. You're a human being. You didn't walk wrong. You didn't run wrong. You didn't squat wrong. You're a human being. Um, You know, we just, we hurt from time to time. Uh, And it's a really complicated scenario. Uh, There's a lot that goes into pain. Um, So I guess maybe let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Historically, we have thought that pain has been predominantly or almost entirely mechanical, right? And that's where the idea of this, uh, there must be something wrong uh, kind of comes in. Um, it's seemingly pretty logical, like, oh, my elbow hurts, so something must be wrong with the tissue, right. you know, of my elbow or my anatomy. Um, and so that's, it's sort of like very logical. However, we know that people, uh, I guess just to bring it back to low back, low back pain, we know that people have uh, great images, uh, MRIs, x-rays, uh, and still have tremendous pain. And we also know that lots of people uh, have, you know, quote, really lousy images and no pain or very little pain. And so there's a, there's a big disconnect with this idea that pain is purely mechanical. Um, right. So we have that conversation all the time. And, and one of the biggest ideas that we can get across to folks is that, uh, you know, there are kind of social and psychological components of pain. So who you are, who you think you are, what you do, what you think about the world, all of that stuff uh, comes into play in a person's uh, pain experience. Uh, And it, you know, without getting too far into that, the takeaway here is that um, it isn't just a mechanical situation, right? That's the thing that we want you to know when we're having this conversation, which is really a good thing um, because uh, that gives us a lot of opportunity to improve the situation, mm-hmm. um, right? So whether it's approaching a, a, a bout of low back pain with a, a, a better attitude or a more, uh, you know, sort of perseverance, uh, or even just knowing that, hey, this is normal and it's going to pass, right? All of those things uh, will uh, are highly likely to lead to a better outcome rather than I'm broke, I have a bad back, I did something wrong, I'm screwed up, I messed this up, I did it. You know, like those are, uh, those are all kind of like 
avenues we don't want to go down. Right. Um, so given that having low back pain is normal, uh, most of us are going to experience it, uh, and that it is a highly complicated situation, I guess what we wanted to do today was get into a few strategies um, that we use to kind of combat somebody's pain experience. Sound like a plan? Yep, sounds great. All right, so Alex, you're the guy in the gym that is fielding most of these questions real time. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's walk through when somebody comes up and they say, "Hey, uh, you know, I just did a set of squats and my back is bugging me now," or maybe they just come into the gym with pain. Right. What's going through your mind when you're having that conversation with that person, and, and generally, what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna do? What are you gonna what are you gonna where are you gonna take that situation? Yeah, so I try to have them try to to the best of their capability explain their pain experience. So mainly just so I can get an idea of how even if it's just mentally how serious it is, um, you know, that, that back pain stuff can be pretty traumatizing to people. Um, yeah. to the point of like I can't perform anything with flexion or anything like that, you know, bending of the spine. So I want to get their input. And so just mainly just to get them comfortable with the idea of like, okay, well, we're going to continue exercise. Let's go ahead and go back to the rack and let's see what we can do. You know, and this conversation might all be happening. Like I might walk them over to the sled. We're going to go up and down the turf with the sled, but we're going to talk this whole time. I'm kind of, you know, talking them through it. And that kind of tends to ease people's minds a little bit. Like, oh, I can move this hundred pound sled things are going okay. I'm not broken. And then we kind of, then that eases them into the idea of like, all right, let's go back to the rack and let's see what we can do. And obviously that changes person to person. It, you know, if somebody's in a state where they're just like, I, I can't get back in that rack, I'm not going to force that. And I put air quotes around can't because, you know, we can always try to find something to do. Um, so whenever we go back in the rack, it, I'm not going to be looking at technique you know, I know that technique is not what caused this pain to pop up or the symptom to pop up. Um, it's purely random. So uh, we're going to go back into the rack. We're going to talk about like ranges of motion. You know, is there a certain spot? Do you feel in the bottom? Do you feel in the top? Whatever. Say they feel in the bottom. I might talk talk to them about, all right, well, let's go ahead and raise. Let's put a box underneath you. Let's raise that box up. And we're going to cut out that, that bottom portion where you're feeling that pain. And that might solve, for lack of a better term, solve the issue for that moment in time. And so we're still able to, you know, work through that range of motion, you know, touch up on those tissues, like work the tissues a little bit that are affected. And then ideally kind of get out of that pain experience, you know, with time. You know, it's not a clear fix that, oh, tomorrow, you know, by the next day, I'm totally fine. There's no pain. You know, I can't give anybody any type of time parameters on when pain is going to go away. Um, but I know for a fact that we need to move around and uh, get those tissues moving as much as we can. Yeah, I mean, um, I think a couple of, yeah, I, I would agree. I think a couple of important things um, that you kind of hinted on. Uh, the initial management is relatively similar across the board. I know we're talking specifically about low back pain, but uh, this applies to shoulder pain, knee pain. 
you know, and we're not talking about like, hey, I got hit by a car yesterday, right? That's a right. different <laughs> situation. We're talking about somebody who comes in and they're like, my knee's bugging me or my back hurts and I don't know what the hell happened, right? So we're talking about most of the pain experiences that most people have most of the time, right? Uh, if you got hit by a car or a linebacker and your knee is eight <laughs> times the size it should be, go see somebody, right? So we're not talking about that. Um, so the, the good news is, is that it's a fairly general sort of approach to start working ourselves out of that situation, right? That's going to involve some combination of um, load management or weight on the bar, uh, some sort of range of motion management, uh, whether or not that person can tolerate what we would call a full range of motion for that exercise. Uh, and then, uh, you know, occasionally we're just going to go away from both of those things altogether and we're just going to change the exercise. A great example is I can't uh, deadlift, so I rack pull. Uh, I can't rack pull, so I push a sled, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we've kind of worked ourselves out of those positions of irritability uh, we're still getting a lot of blood flow and movement um, and work at the tissue level to promote healing, to promote recovery. Uh, also, uh, hugely important, we are promoting um, resiliency, right? When we are asking you to move, uh, we are really asking you to recognize that you're really resilient. Uh, you're going to get through this and you're going you're gonna to overcome it, um, you know, in not so many words, but that's really what we're trying to say to you. Um, and so I think that that is a great kind of initial management. And the good news is, is like 99.9% .9 of the time it works, right? Um, some, some situations are going to take longer, sure. Uh, but it works almost every dang time. Uh, you know, an important thing to keep in mind here is, uh, and I will, um, I, will, I will die on this hill, <laughs> there are no rehab exercises. They don't right. exist. There's exercise and there's not exercise, right? There are no fat loss exercises. There's just exercise and not exercise. Mm -hmm. um, so we know, generally speaking, that people report less intense and or le uh, shorter bouts of pain when they are moving, right? Uh, now, if you want to give somebody a, quote, rehab exercise, a bird dog for their low back pain or a dead bug, whatever, those are physical therapy type exercises, that's fine. I don't care, but let's all recognize that what you did was just meet that person at their threshold or their tolerance for that day. And that's all good. I am 100% fine with that as long as that's the conversation. Um, a less useful conversation is that one of those exercises produces some unique benefit to the individual and therefore must be prescribed by a person who holds uh, the key to low back pain. That's not really a thing. Uh, general exercise, general movement, uh, at the level that you tolerate, uh, with a little bit of common sense is, is generally, uh, gonna get you to where you need to go. So what we try to do is we try to keep, uh, training during, uh, during a bout of low back pain as close to quote standard or normal training for that individual as possible. So if we can keep those same exercises and just reduce the load, that's really useful, if we need to alter them slightly, that's also very useful. And sometimes we just pick uh, similar things that keep folks moving. Uh, all very useful because at the end of the day, the risk of not exercising greatly uh, outweighs the risk of, um, you know, this idiopathic, generalized, nonspecific low back pain, 
right? Uh, you know, which is just a really fancy way of saying, I don't know why my back's bugging me today. That doesn't mean that it doesn't really, really hurt. It really, really hurts. And we get that and we've experienced it. I've had, uh, I can remember my worst bout of low back pain. Um, I was deadlifting and I was super, like it was one of those sessions where you just know that you're like, kind of like, uh, I don't really have it today. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I, uh, I was like, well, I'm going to do it anyways. And so like I had numbers <laughs> that I wanted to do. Um, and, uh, so I forced those numbers and I got hurt. Uh, I had a, a really audible, really loud pop in my low back and I actually fell down. Like I, I was like, Oh, and like, I did <laughs> like laying on the platform. Yeah. The guys came into the gym and I was laying on the platform and he goes, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> this is how it ends. Roll me out the garage door. <laughs> but, but, you know, for like a, for like a second, I was like, oh, I've done something very, very, very bad to mm-hmm. myself. Uh, and then I laid there and kind of walked myself through it. It's, it's going to be fine. Uh, you know, and so eventually I got up. Um, I couldn't bend forward at all. I was like, I looked like the Tin Man. And, um, you know, I went home and I didn't do anything for a couple of days. Uh, I don't know, like maybe three or four. I'm not sure. Uh, it really hurt. Uh, and eventually I got back to the gym and I set a bar, an empty barbell in a rack uh, on pens that were just about hip height, maybe like an inch mm-hmm. lower. And I started doing rack pulls with an empty barbell. And the, that very first day I got down to like below my knees with my range of motion, but I didn't put any weight on the bar. Um, and, uh, I don't know, it took weeks before I was actually deadlifting appreciable weight relative to what I was when it happened. Mm -hmm. But here's, here's an interesting thing that I noticed is long after my back was over it, I was training normal numbers mentally. I would still think about that weight the number, the weight I had on the bar was 405. Mm-hmm. And I would still, every time 405 came around in, in a training cycle, I would get nervous about it yep. for a long time. And so, um, you know, when we talk to you guys about this stuff, it isn't that we don't believe you or it isn't that we think you're, uh, you know, trying to wimp out or uh, that it doesn't hurt. Like we, we've been there and we've, we've dealt with this stuff too. And we know that it is very difficult to work through this stuff. Um, but we also know that you're completely capable of doing that. So anyways, that's my, that was my story uh, about my low back pain. And it, like I said, it was, it was, it was at least a few months before I was physically back, but it was much longer than that before I was uh, mentally back. Uh, do you have any any stories like that or low back? Uh, I have one in particular, and it it was it's been a couple of years. It was before I was even here. Um, I decided after a night out <laughs> to wake up early on Thanksgiving <laughs> to get my workout in, and so. Got to earn that turkey, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was still definitely in that mindset of like, oh, I got to work for it. Sure. And um, so I woke up super early and uh, saw a video on a guy doing deficit deadlifts. And he was like, oh, it's it's a perfect exercise. It's awesome, which it is. I like the exercise. So I decided with no prior knowledge to deficit deadlifts, uh, pretty much having the bar like almost resting on my feet and well, we're going to max it out today. <laughs> we'll send. Yeah. 
just why not? Let's really test out this new uh, exercise. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, the same thing. It was pretty. It was an audible pop, and I was kind of I was halfway up whenever that happened, and I dropped the bar and I stayed in that position for a minute and just hands on my knees. Nobody else is in the gym at this time because it's Thanksgiving. And yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like 6 a.m. And I'm just sitting there. And so then I slowly kind of crank myself up. And, you know, the whole day, I'm barely walking around. And, you know, we got three different places to go to. And, you know, of course, everyone asks, oh, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I heard it deadlifting and you know this is before i really knew a lot about all this stuff and they're like oh you're really gonna hurt yourself doing all that you're really gonna hurt yourself doing all that and so then i ignored it and did not do anything i did not go to the gym for like a whole week yeah. and it just kept getting worse and so i was like yeah this is stupid and it's like, you know, there's no point in hurting and not doing anything. So I'm going to go in and like, at least I'm going to go get strong and be hurt. <laughs> so yeah. went in and then within a couple of weeks, it was fine. I just kind of went back into normal training and. Yeah. So, you know, interestingly enough, uh, I think, uh, I, I don't know if that you meant to do this, but I think it's, uh, let's talk about it just briefly because I think it's relevant uh, a high percentage of the time. Uh, a lot of times people get, uh, they have pain around or near times of high stress. Yep. Uh, it was also or, during uh, midterms for me. Yeah. So like, so super stressful situation uh, for you in that example. Also, like you significantly changed your routine. Yep. Um, right. So you went out the night before, so you probably didn't sleep well, you didn't eat well, and you normally don't train at that time. So those are all like really big changes yep. to, to your routine and then you on top of that you were like well let's just go for it which is <laughs> like new I'm exercise gonna, <laughs> i'm going to deliver the you know the most punishment possible and so like that combination um can obviously can can get you um i think a lot of times in the gym it's like people have things going on in their life whether it's like finals or they started a new job or they're going uh, on this massive vacation which I know the vacation part is fun, but the preparation part is not. Um, and so whatever it is, right, there's something going on and they just try to keep the, um, that's my dog drinking. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe. Thirsty, Seriously. Thirsty dude. <laughs> dude. He's part camel. He's still going. He pees for like a minute and a half straight, dude. Like, I'm not even kidding you. This it makes sense why he's drinking so much. Um, so anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So they've got, you know, they, they're training, whatever. They're, they're doing their thing, right? They, they've got their nutrition. They've got their exercise program. They're doing their thing. And then, like, something in their life is changing. Uh, you know, it's more stressful or it's new or some combination of. And they, they try to keep the pedal down, you know, the same. And... Um, you know, a lot of times what happens is people, uh, like if their stress goes up and any of those things are stressful, uh, it's harder to recover from them. Yep. And so, uh, fatigue management becomes a huge deal, right? The, 
the number one reason why people get hurt is because they've been hurt before. The number two reason why people get hurt is poor fatigue management. Those are the reasons, right? It's not, it's not their gait. It's not their technique. It's not their, it's, it's, uh, it's those two things. And if you had to throw in a third one, it would be this acute versus chronic routine situation. So again, big changes, high stress, poor recovery. That's, that's the sauce, right? And so, you know, it sounds like that's exactly what happened to you. Right. Um, you had a couple things going on. It was really stressful. You did it's a big change in routine and, um, you know, you kind of kept your foot on the pedal. So all of that is to just say, recognize that when you're training, training is, uh, you know, a piece of stress that's going in the cup and the cup is only so big. Right. And so as the cup starts to overfill, things start to happen. Right. Um, whether they're physical things or emotional things or psychological things, things start to happen. And so what you've got to do is you've got to pick your spots where you can kind of reduce or remove some stress, right? Uh, you know, maybe it's getting a better night's sleep. Maybe it's not adding 10 pounds to your squat this week. Maybe it's, I don't know, whatever it is, but, but you get the idea. All of that stuff matters, right? Uh, when somebody's having back pain, it isn't just that one weird thing they did. It's right. all the things that they're doing. And, um, it's just kind of all coming together to manifest itself in that way. So that's really the message, uh, that we wanted to get across. So do you have anything to add to that? No. Yeah. And like kind of touching back up on like what you said earlier, kind of about like that resilience, the resiliency, building that up a uh, big part of that. Like, I think the the mental component sometimes of injury is almost harder than like the, the physical, like I am in pain. Cause it's that, that feeling of, I can't do anything. And yeah, I, I, I've had my roundabouts of injuries, no doubt. So I've been there. And so I understand that feeling of like desperate and just being desperate and like, give me the fix. I mean, yeah. I, I remember, you know, this isn't low back, but I remember my shoulder and I remember it was during my internship and I talked to you, I talked to Mark, uh, Lori, just about like, well, like what, what, what do I do to fix it? Like, it's just, I can't bench. And like, you know, I was like, I don't know why I always back then, especially I always equated everything to 225 on bench. And I'm like, I mean, I can do it like five times. Like it's killing me. And <laughs> like, you know, I should be able to do that for 10 or 15 or 20, whatever. And I'd be doing it. It just hurts so bad. Every day it hurt. It would give out while I was driving or anything. And pretty much a collective answer was just like, you know, fatigue management, essentially, you know, yeah. find range of motion that, you know, cooperate, find weights that cooperate and things like that. And I was like, God damn it. You know, this is stupid. Like, like what yeah. is the trick? <laughs> and, yeah, but there's, you know, there's not, but like I, I went on that roller coaster for a long time and um, it's hard, but like building that resiliency, staying in it, building those healthy habits around the gym still, because there's no point in stopping everything and just being in pain and, you know, having this mental kind of extra mental stress on you by not figuring it out. Yeah. So, you know, still come in, still find what, you know, let us help you find what you can do and just give it time. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's the takeaway message is keep, um, Keep doing the things you can do. Uh, my coach always tells me whenever I'm pissy, control what you can control, mm -hmm. right? You can't control how quickly it's going to get better, uh, you, but you can control what you do about 
your, you know, what behaviors you do in the, in the moment or while you're working through it. So just control what you can control and it will be fine at the end of the day. Um, yeah, man, I think that's good. I think the thing we wanted to really drive home to them is it's complicated. It isn't that one weird exercise. And the best we can do is keep doing what we can do. So, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, all good. Okay. Yeah. I don't have anything else, man. I think we nailed it. Yeah. Um, all right. Great. Thank you guys. Hopefully you took something from this. If you're dealing with uh, back pain or just any sort of orthopedic pain that just kind of came up out of nowhere, uh, it's normal. Uh, and, and what we've got to do is figure out how to start managing it. Um, and so it, sometimes it's helpful to have a coach with that process or, or maybe a good PT or Cairo if, if, um, if they kind of think about injury in these terms. If they're trying to sell you on a specific exercise or a specific program or a specific supplement or food, uh, run for the hills. <laughs> it's way more, it's way more complicated than that. Uh, so don't let don't let anyone take advantage of the discomfort that you're in. Um, okay, I think that's all we got. We will catch you guys next week on another episode of Brentwood Barbell Radio. Later. See you.